Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is episode 242. This is your host, Ralph Burns. And today I am joined in a trio of incredible smartness here. Well, maybe not the trio. You got to exclude me. But both Molly Pittman and Amanda Powell are here on Perpetual Traffic for this week. Ladies, welcome to Perpetual Traffic. Hey, buddy. I feel like we're on a game show. (laughs) (laughs) The price is right. (laughs) I got my game show host voice on. Well, that's uh, what it is. It suits you. It's good because I'm trying to talk really enthusiastically to warm myself up because we're at our house that has no heat in it yet to record the show. So maybe I'll tone down by the time we get into the content. But uh, gotta get that snuggie on. Exactly, I gotta get the snuggie on. That's actually it's in the other room. Uh, but this week we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff that we've probably not talked about here on the show as much as we should have in the past. And it's relating to one of the biggest topics that we certainly talk about inside Tier Eleven when it comes to paid traffic and and deeper levels inside your campaigns, not usually the level one, the cold traffic audiences. This is something that we typically will use for like level two through level five audiences, which are your custom audiences, people have actually visited your site, various depths of engagement, is user-generated content and how you actually go about utilizing that in your Facebook campaigns. I don't think we've really talked much about how to use user-generated content for level one or cold traffic ads, for cold targeting. And Molly and Amanda and I were discussing the importance of this, but I don't know as if we've talked about it quite as much as we probably should have in the past because a lot of people have an issue with like, how do I actually get it? Like, where do I get it? How do I accumulate it? And I think we can give you some pretty good tips here on this week's show as to how to do that and how to deploy it, not necessarily just in your retargeting ads, but on your level one cold traffic ads with a campaign that's, um, we're going to use as an example this week, that's actually being run by a boom by Cindy Joseph, which Molly and I are obviously very familiar with. So yeah, so that's one of the big things we'll be talking about today, as well as how to rethink sort of your campaign structuring, some of your targeting for your Facebook and Instagram ads, and how it all kind of works together to give yourself a, a fresh look with some of your campaigns that may have sort of started to tire out at the end of 2019, how you can sort of jumpstart them mm. here in 2020. Yeah. And, you know, I think what's important, Ralph, is user-generated content 
doesn't just include testimonials. I just want to put that out there because, you know, this is something we have been talking about for a few years. I know I've brought up my past client, Panda Planner, a few times on this show. A lot of you guys have seen the ads that we were running for them, very long story testimonials targeting moms or targeting people that were dealing with stress and anxiety. So we've known that this has worked for a while, but I think we're seeing that in a much bigger way. Now, and I think that what we're seeing here inside of Boom's account, there's a campaign that's been running for about six weeks now. And the total spend on this campaign again, this is just one campaign, which is insane Mm. is a little bit over a million dollars. So that's just crazy. And the return on ad spend is 1.9. So this is also a profitable campaign. And therefore, Boom had their best month of the entire business career, (laughs) which usually happens during Q4. (laughs) Like this was a really big January. And this campaign has, you know, over 25,000 purchases. So 25,000 brand new customers acquired. This is going to set them up for, you know, probably the biggest year in their business. So when I was going through with Boris, who runs these ads, shout out to Boris and Ezra, I was just analyzing as we do like, why is this working so well? We know that this is the best time of year to buy cold traffic because the holidays are over, traffic is cheap. We know that CBO is working really, really well for scale in terms of volume of results at the cheapest costs. And we talked about that a few episodes ago. But I was really trying to drill down and like, what truly sets this apart? And really the two biggest differences about this campaign versus variations of this campaign that they've been running for years, which is optimizing for conversions, optimizing for purchases, going to the five makeup tips pre-sale article. And, you know, even though it's cold traffic and even though we're going directly to a pre-sale article, we're optimizing for purchases. And this has worked for years, but we've mainly run shorter, quicker video ads that really promote the five makeup tips and, you know, really just speak to, do you know these tips and and getting them to click over to the pre-sale article. So what I noticed in this campaign that's just rocking and rolling is that all of the ads that are working are very different from the ads that Boris was running last year that I just mentioned. They are truly all user-generated content. And they're not just testimonials. So the point that I was making earlier, usually when we talk about user-generated content, people go and grab a very generic testimonial, you know, like, this is the best (laughs) coffee mug ever. It really keeps my coffee warm. And they use that in the ad and they wonder why it doesn't work right? Like this is more than just having a testimonial. User-generated content can be a lot of things. And these ads that are working really well from Boom are actually, they're a mix of customer testimonials. So after someone purchases one of Boom's products in the following weeks as part of the follow-up email sequence, there is an email asking for video or written feedback. And if they're willing to give a testimonial and they give some guidelines, then Boom gives them a $10 Amazon card, which isn't a ton of money, but it's a little bit of an incentive to get them to take the action. And then the other parts of these videos, like the other side of these creatives 
are actually what they call ambassadors. And they are influencers that are women over the age of 50 that fit this avatar perfectly that normally you would pay to like promote your product to their audience. But these women have a smaller audience. And instead of, you know, working with them in order to get them to promote the product, Boom decided to work with them and give them free product in exchange for some really good user-generated content. These aren't necessarily testimonials. A lot of these people are ambassadors and they're working really well. So I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole here, but I just want (laughs) to tell you guys a little bit about the campaign that you mentioned, Ralph, that Boom is currently running that's working so well. And anytime something's working really well or not working well at all, we always want to dive in and figure out why so that we can tell you guys. And that was the big difference with this. Like the strategy didn't change. The funnel didn't change. Really, the only things that changed was this true switch to using user-generated content. And I went in and found a bunch of new interests for them to use too. So they had a bunch of new audiences to target. But I mean, just those big changes together, this is a a crazy, I mean, one of the most successful campaigns I've probably ever seen on Facebook. So Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to set the stage for that, y'all. And I think there are lots of lessons here because before we were recording, Amanda, you were saying like, wow, you know, I've usually thought of this type of content being used at the bottom of the funnel. And for this to go to cold traffic, it's so interesting. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddies Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Yeah, and I think what's really cool about this campaign is that it kind of just like, it made, I think, all of us take a step back and be like, oh, that is how I'm consuming my content when I'm just like mindlessly scrolling through any social platform. That's exactly what I'm looking for before I buy any product these days, really. And generally for digital marketer, we run like our testimonial ads at the bottom of the funnel. But when I really take a step back and you think about it, when I'm, you know, mindlessly scrolling 
and I find a new product, the first thing I do is I'll like, you know, you message one of your friends or someone who, you know, might have a similar interest in this product as you. And you're like, hmm, do you think this really works? And the ads that actually grab me are the ones of almost like the lower quality videos that look mm-hmm. like I made it myself. Yeah, native. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when I see one of those ads and then I see like, someone actually using it that looks like me and would be using it in the same way that I would like I'm thinking of this like it was called like a ponyo that I've been targeted for recently and it was basically to hold your ponytail up so it doesn't fall girls have that problem where your ponytail starts to sag right every day But the first thing I thought was, oh, does this actually work? And then, you know, what actually started to sell me was when I was seeing ads of girls who they sent this product to and they were filming themselves like, you know, doing backflips into a pool and the product was still staying in their hair. And I think that's what's really working now. And even at Digital Marketer, what we've like started working with our video team on is that like. We have a YouTube strategy now and those videos need to be, you know, pretty high quality. But we keep having to take a step back and being like, no, in, you know, Facebook and Instagram, we need our videos to look more accessible um, Mm -hmm. so that when we're scrolling through the feed, people feel like they can interact with the ad because it doesn't look at least too produced in a way. And I think that's really where that user generated content really kind of grabs people's attention because it just looks like you're talking to one of your friends. So true. And I think that's so valuable. Yeah. And if you guys go to Facebook ads library and look up Boom's page, I'm sure these ads will be running for months and probably years to come. Um, So you will see that there's a format here and that most of these video ads are over three minutes, five minutes. One of them's Mm -hmm. over nine minutes long. And they're all using the same formula where you can see that they're introducing different ambassadors because they understand that different people in the market, they're not all going to respond to Beth, right? (laughs) One of them might respond to Kim or Liz, just depending on like, for example, Beth has a really Southern accent. So it reminds me of Kentucky and where I'm from. And my mom probably would respond to Beth, (laughs) but someone else might not. So (laughs) I love that they're introducing women that are of this avatar, but also very different. And they're just using this footage to still talk about the USPs, the unique selling propositions of why they should buy the makeup, you know, like we're not just telling stories about their life. Like this is still marketing and they are still using some other promotional footage that you guys will see in the middle of the videos, Mm -hmm. but the beginning and the end, they're just switching them out and using different ambassadors and that's allowing them to scale in a big way. So I think it's huge also. I mean, I've been preaching this for a few years, like the ads that really look native. I mean, the one that I'm looking at right now looks like a video she recorded on her iPhone. You know, we Mm -hmm. just put a little pink pink (laughs) background behind it. It's this, this doesn't have to be fancy. So I think this is exciting because if you do have a product and I think this does pertain 
the most to e-commerce just because physical products are something that you can hold. There Mm -hmm. is an automatic understanding of how it's going to help you like that ponytail holder. You immediately (laughs) knew what that was for, right? Like you questioned whether it worked, but it wasn't (laughs) like, okay, this person's telling me digital marketing education. Like this is Mm -hmm. complex, right? So (laughs) I do want to put that out there is that this is a lot easier with physical products because it's something you can hold. But yeah, these don't have to live at the bottom of the funnel. I think the really cool thing that you brought up, Molly, is that like, again, these are not necessarily testimonials. And even from an organic traffic perspective, like our highest trafficked posts generally during the year are like our wrap ups that we do with our different contributors and our customers at the end of the year. And we're not talking about testimonials. We're just like reaching out to our customers at the end of the year and saying, hey, what worked? What strategies worked for you? And they still work with us. We're still working with them and they're, you know, in our platform, but just the opportunity to be able to, you know, add their two cents and then put them on the blog. Those are some of our highest trafficked posts. And it's not necessarily a testimonial. It's just them being able to, you know, kind of get their brand awareness out there within a platform that they love, which would be, you know, our blog content. And then having those different faces on the blog, exactly like you said, people can start to recognize themselves within the different companies, whether, you know, their business is e-commerce or not, or they're selling something different. When you're able to have like different strategies that worked for different companies and you put them all together, you're getting that user-generated content even in the organic side and you're building up even just your authority from a brand awareness perspective because people are driving back to that post because they want, you know, their customers to see, you know, the content that they've been published on. So it's almost, you know, kind of like a perpetual, it's generating perpetual traffic from even the organic side. I feel like it's so important. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And I think, you know, if you really go back to the basics, you would say, Mm -hmm. or just a general understanding of how a platform like Facebook works, this is a social network and it's meant for people to engage with and share stories. I mean, Instagram Mm -hmm. stories are called stories. Like, (laughs) this is why these platforms (laughs) were built. And we all know how important social proof is in terms of the performance of your ads. So this all makes perfect sense. It's like, you know, we're putting (laughs) stories out there of real people who relate to the avatar that we're talking to. We're still talking about the benefits and, you know, the pain points. And, you know, we're still marketing in this, but Mm -hmm. we're more so leading with a story. And therefore that generates social proof and allows us to, to get the results that we want. So I think it's, it's cool tying organic into this too, because like you said, I, even I was looking at Marie Forleo's B-School launch the last few weeks and yesterday it was an organic video. She just streamed, I think on Facebook And it was basically just her interviewing and it almost was like a TV show reunion, like that style (laughs) the set was. Like people were like sitting on different levels and everybody looked very different. Like it, it, you know, I, I would say that Lots of different people were represented there, which was great. Everybody had different stories and they just talked through their experience with B-School. And so, you know, for her, this is a bit further down the funnel, but I'm like, oh, it's that simple. Yeah, I totally agree. I I feel like people love just raw 
storytelling. And it almost just goes back to even like, you know, you said when we were chatting before that, you know, the copy is still really good on these ads. But the main point of any piece of copy is to make sure that you're telling a story and you're, you know, you have a hook. And I think just kind of goes back to just telling a really good story. And what people like to see is, you know, a story, especially when they can see themselves as the main character in the story, right? (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. And they project themselves into that story. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things that makes this so successful, this campaign. Is I can, there's a lot of things that are going on with this campaign. But think about this. I mean, you've got anywhere from three to nine minute videos people are engaging with, and then you send them to a chunky piece of content that gives them even more information. And then only if they click off that page to a product page, did they actually purchase? So you've invested a lot of time with this one person engaging them with a video and a story. And why do we sit in movie theaters for two plus hours (laughs) with strangers in the dark? Like, why do we do that? We do it because there's a story that keeps you engaged. It's like, you know, you get hooked in the, there's a formula that goes along with pretty much every Hollywood movie that we ever watch or anything that you watch on on Netflix, it's the same thing. It's like human emotions aren't altogether different when it comes to advertising or when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to movies. You know, why was like generation upon generation of family history and the, the history of humans passed down through stories? You know, the things that are actually now, you know, written in books, that's how people actually learned way back when. So like humans really haven't changed all that much. And I, I think all we're really doing here is just sort of exploring and understanding and, and sort of just, you know, talking to you as, as the listeners of the show, it's like, just do what kind of comes natural. It's like, if you have a story, if you have user generated content, yeah, there is obviously there's a commercial intent to all these ads that we're talking about here. Obviously, they're not just telling a story about something that doesn't relate to Boom by Cindy Joseph. Obviously, there is an embedded pitch inside the story, but it's a real story. And because it looks raw, because it doesn't look overly produced, people are like, yeah, I empathize with that. Yeah. Like an ad like this, this is great for people who aren't great copywriters because you don't have to have great copy on this. Like (laughs) these ads are just so similar. In this case, it's Kim changed her makeup routine. You're not like having to write ad copy and I'm putting air quotes on it. You're just really telling a story. It's simple, but still speaking to the hooks, like Kim changed her makeup routine and the compliments started rolling in. So first Mm -hmm. hook there, see what Kim does for a beautiful radiant look in just minutes. So another Mm -hmm. hook is, is it's, you know, short, it's Mm -hmm. quick. And then the headline below is makeup in under four minutes, question mark. But then the video is about Kim. So, I mean, there's marketing copy here and there are two hooks that I see already. And then the video goes deeper into her story. But, you know, I think that's a big reason that we're here is to remind you guys, the listener, that even though we have these cool digital channels that we get to use and that we're so grateful for, because I mean, look how they're changing all of our lives. (laughs) It's like, these are still human beings on the other side. 
And I think that's one of the biggest things I try to drill in with my students, especially people that love this stuff and nerd out as much as we do and want to get so tactical and like figure out the one variable that caused the campaign to succeed or not succeed. We just always have to keep in mind that on the other end, like those numbers in ads manager are actual humans that (laughs) are taking those actions. And if they're not resonating, it's not going to work. So um, I, I think this is a good reminder of that. Ralph, I think you brought up a really good point in terms of how long the video is. And I know that I've heard Ryan say multiple times is I don't care how long the video is as long as it's providing value. And I think that's really what you can see here in this campaign is it doesn't matter that the video I mean, generally, we see Facebook ads that are no more than 15 seconds long. But the fact that this is seven minutes long and it's still doing so well just goes to show how much value it's actually providing and just how much your customer is actually resonating with Kim in the video and how much they're resonating with each different avatar that is talking to them because they are talking to them and not at them, I think. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, this isn't something that you necessarily just need to do for video. Like this is a great example of using video on the front end in order to create a Mm -hmm. story, you know, through the video and then actually sending them to a page that's more informative. But we see this actually a lot with case studies, like long copy with images. Like we have a customer Mm -hmm. that's in the baby niche and all of their best performing ads are just case studies of how successful their products are and how life transformative it's been for Karen from New Zealand and things like that. So these are there's no videos in a lot of these ads and they're converting like gangbusters very similarly to what we're doing here, what we're talking about here with Boom by Cindy Joseph. So if video isn't your thing, then that's fine too. The idea behind what we're talking about here is really is user-generated content, stories. In essence, you know, these ads are case studies. They're like mini video case studies. And, you know, we've seen the same sort of thing happen with the written copy to, you know, a page that sort of continues that story, continues the entire case study. And then it's by you know, familiarizing yourself and empathizing with the person and and identifying with them, oh, I've got that same sort of problem, you're selling them at the same time and you're converting them to the ultimate solution, which is your product. And like that's a whole sort of navigation of how you get cold traffic. It doesn't know who you are and what you do to become lifelong customers. It's got to have, there's got to be some sort of transformation that happens in there. And we're just identifying that transformation with a specific person or in the case of, you know, our ads that are performing really well as like a case study with a similar type of situation with the end result being the purchase of the product. Yeah, totally, Ralph. And I think this is just a lesson or just a reminder. You know, I don't think a lot of this is necessarily new information, but just a reminder that I think you can always dig deeper. You know, most of you are constantly acquiring new customers. There are always new people coming into your ecosystem that have something to say about your products. So this isn't about collecting a group of stories once and relying on them for years to come. This should be something that you're constantly doing because number one, it helps you keep in tune with your customers. And that's something you should be doing in your business and should be your top priority. But it also generates great marketing assets, as I think we've made clear today. Molly, I think what you said, you know, at the beginning is that it's just going back to the basics. And that's what, you know, I think is really working here is that it's so simple that it's working incredibly well. 
Yeah. Like one of the questions that we get from customers is how do I actually do this? So, you know, that's great. User generated content, case studies, successful customers of yours. Like, how do you actually go about collecting this information? Well, I mean, Molly had mentioned that as a part of the, the indoctrination sequence after they purchase the first time through Boom is there's a solicitation in the email. That's an obvious way of doing it. Just you know, integrate this into your autoresponder sequence when somebody purchases and give them some sort of an incentive. You know, We did that here on the podcast late last year when we were looking for testimonials and video sort of case studies of listeners of Perpetual Traffic, where we got over 200 testimonials from you guys, which we really appreciate. But we didn't just say, hey, go to this place and get it uh, or do it. We actually did give you an incentive. We gave you an incentive for this swipe file that we were creating as a paid product inside Tier 11. So like, however you need to do it, just go out and get it. And one of the ways, I think, from a tactical perspective, how to get video testimonials from people, it's a great tool. And it's the tool that we used late last year for those testimonials, which is getbravo.com. And it's a really simple, I should probably get an affiliate link for these guys. I talk about them so much because it's so easy to do. And you just create a link and then you can send that out to your list. They can then use the camera that's on their laptop or on their phone, create video testimonials right there. There, and then it automatically uploads into their system. You download it and then you can use it as user-generated content. So uh, definitely check out getbravo.com. You can also obviously just integrate it into just a question that you want to ask for people or respond back in your autoresponder sequence. You guys have any other tools or ways in which these guys can get testimonials from customers? Yeah, I think the key is just to, I don't really care how you ask, but Mm -hmm. make sure you ask them good questions. What was life like before you consume my product? What's life like afterwards? You know, if you were to recommend this to a friend, what exactly would you say? The better questions you ask, the more detailed stories and responses you're going to get that's going to give you that depth that you need to actually resonate with people in the newsfeed. Tremendous. Well, really appreciate having you guys both on this week. This has uh, been episode 242. We got to do this again sometime real soon. Cool. For everything that we mentioned here, as well as any resources or links, make sure that you go over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This has been episode 242. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Molly. Until next week. See ya. Bye. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.